Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Thursday, May 16th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. So um, if you saw on Twitter last night, I tweeted out that there would be a delay in today's episode uh, because of this LJ Scott story and LJ Scott story, LJ Scott story and sort of the developing nature of it. And so I didn't want to post something last night. Uh, and have an update that I knew was coming in the morning, uh, and have it be completely irrelevant uh, by the time the, you, you actually listen to the podcast. So that's why uh, you're getting this now later than usual, but that's what we're going to talk about today off the bat. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the LJ Scott professional football saga, really sort of uh, weird, interesting uh, thing that has gone on with him. Uh, post his MSU career, so we're going to talk about that, and then we'll see how long that goes. It might break up into two segments, but depending on time, uh, if we do have extra time today, I want to talk about Nick Ward and his potential uh, professional future. Uh, That'll be sort of, I don't know, I guess priority three or four on the list. I also want to talk about uh, something that I'm preparing for, uh, you know, June, July episodes of this show that it directly involves you, the listener. Uh, so we'll do that for sure. Um, you know, if the LJ Scott stuff runs segments one and two, then we'll do that in the third segment. If we get through LJ Scott in just one segment, then we'll do that in two. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, Nick Ward in segment three. So that's the uh, plan for today's show. Thanks again for bearing with me uh, in terms of the episode being delayed and stuff like that, but the nature of news and things like that, sometimes you can just see a story coming uh, and you can see how it's going to sort of play out uh, and you don't want to post something that is going to be completely irrelevant within hours of posting. So, all right, that's the plan. Uh, Real quick, rate, review, subscribe to the show, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, drop a review in there if you so choose. That stuff helps with the algorithms. Uh, So does subscribing. And for your benefit, subscribing to the podcast is the easiest way to get them. Uh, The episodes show up to your phone every single day, right when they are posted or shortly after they are posted. So, uh, can't recommend doing that enough. All right, let's talk about uh, LJ Scott. Okay, so uh, LJ Scott's professional football career uh, was very short-lived, and it seems like it has come to an end, maybe. Uh, really just odd, uh, unusual scenario for him, uh, and let's sort of recap this. Um, you know, he goes through the, the draft process, is invited to the senior bowl, but doesn't go because he's hurt, goes to the combine, doesn't participate in all the events or all the events, all the testing, uh, tests quite poorly, uh, according to people on the scene at Michigan state's pro day, uh, still projected potentially as a sixth, seventh round pick, if not a draft pick, one of those, uh, you know, a priority type, Uh, undrafted free agent sure to sign with the team pretty quickly after the draft. Uh, He goes undrafted uh, and it is widely reported that he has signed with the Baltimore Ravens as an undrafted free agent. We then learn a few days later that uh, LJ Scott was not actually signed by the Ravens but was a mini camp tryout and you know that is really sort of, it's not earth-shattering news, right? We're talking about a lower-end professional football prospect, but as it goes with LJ Scott going into the season and going even into the draft process, uh, I don't think you would have found a single person 
who would have said he would not get an undrafted deal? You you could have found a number. You could have found a number of people who said, "I'm not drafting L.J. Scott. He would be off my board." Um, you know, he's not a, a draft prospect, but I don't think you would have found anyone who would have said, "Yeah, we wouldn't even take an undrafted free agent flyer on this guy." Um, so he ends up in this weird scenario where he's just on a rookie camp tryout with you know D two players, D three players, D one uh, FCS guys, and not even the really good guys at those levels. The guys at those levels who are just solid players, but not really. Uh, bursting with professional potential. He's probably a, a big fish kind of out of water there compared to his experience and the experience of the other guys that he's going against uh, and at the camp with. And so he is not signed by the Ravens after the two-day camp, which isn't surprising because the Ravens uh, were very deep at running back, are very deep, have a couple of guys that are going to for sure split all their carries, uh, have some passing down guys. They drafted another guy. Uh, there's about five actual running backs on the depth chart ahead of LJ, and LJ's not a special teams guy, so there's just not really a need to sign him. So he goes through that, and he's a free agent, and he's kind of in this weird limbo that I don't think anyone expected him to be in, but a uh, bright light at the end of the tunnel emerges, and he signs uh, on Monday with Cleveland. And we talked yesterday about how this was a really good landing spot with Duke Johnson uh, wanting out of Cleveland with Kareem Hunt suspended for half the season and with just Nick Chubb ahead of him on the depth chart. You know, LJ Scott was, uh, you know, very good chance to make the team almost, you know, you would think a shoe in based on their depth and you would expect him to perform decently well in preseason uh, and at least earn a chance to play in the NFL for a little while and see what they have in him before Kareem, Kareem Hunt gets back. Uh, so just a really good landing spot on an interesting and exciting team with what looks to be a really exciting, good offense uh, and a really smart, offensive-minded uh, head coach and Freddie Kitchens. And so it's like, hey, great. You know, it was a weird process, but LJ ended up in a really good spot playing for the team. You know, he grows up in Youngstown. It's half an hour, 45 minutes from Cleveland. So, you know, growing up for the and playing for the hometown team, that's a it was a really good sort of like finish to the <laughs> post-draft saga. Finally, he latched on with the team. It seems like a good fit. seems like a place he's going to be able to stick. And then yesterday uh, in the afternoon, it was reported that LJ Scott had left the Browns uh, and was done playing football. And it was kind of uh, in a vacuum that's like out of left field, right? But then you sort of start to piece together puzzle pieces and things like that. And things start to kind of add up. Um you know, maybe teams had gotten an indication that he wasn't all in on football. Um, maybe teams, you know, didn't think he was worth uh, the risk of giving any sort of guaranteed money to because when you have such a rough senior season and he had career lows and everything, his senior year only playing in five games, didn't score a touchdown, really tough year. Uh, injury issues in the past. He could have had a bad medical and then the interviews and things like that. If there's a guy like that and you're just not sure he wants to play football, you're worried about character things because, you know, although it was always for a driving infraction, being arrested that many times for something shows uh, a lack of maturity, a lack of decision-making, intelligence, whatever you kind of want to call it. I mean, it's tough to do that, to just keep making the same mistake over and over again. And if it was something that, you know, is a little sillier, like he never really properly got a driver's license, um, just the repeat nature of that, I think, is something that probably sticks with teams. And then 
you know, two days into his tenure, he doesn't come to uh, OTAs, tells the team he is uh, leaving and, you know, is is released the next day and, and the team uh, the team signs another running back. And that's life in the NFL. If you're an undrafted guy, a late, you know, low end of the depth chart guy, not a priority, uh, they're not going to, NFL teams are not going to bend over backwards uh, and appeal towards your humanity. Um you know, the, the stars will get that star players will get different things. Guys who are productive will get, you know, more, uh, of a leash, a longer rope, uh, teams will be more committed because they're financially committed to trying to help somebody and things like that, uh, and get things figured out. But with LJ, it's, you know, he's, he's instantly released and then his football futures in limbo. And it looks like, you know, some of that is uh, his own doing in terms of decision making, and it's um, it's tough because you don't want to immediately jump to any sort of conclusion, uh, especially with mental health and things like that. But it's hard to look at the total body of work here uh, and how all this played out, and not uh, at least think that there might be something else going on here, something we don't know about, uh, and you hope that that's you know, it's tough because you hope he's not struggling, right? You hope he's not depressed, dealing with any sort of mental stuff. You hope he's not uh, really down on himself because I, you know, I don't know for sure, but I can, I, I would be very willing to place a large sum of money on the fact that if you had approached LJ at the beginning of the season and were like, hey, you came back for another year uh, trying to build the stock, uh, you know, how's this season going to play out for you? I don't think being a rookie camp tryout after going undrafted, not getting an undrafted free agent deal, I don't think it would have been anywhere near the spectrum of a potential possible thought for him. You know, I'm sure he was thinking, I'm going to have a great year, I'm going to be a high pick, and I'm going to get going on this great NFL career that I have. Uh, and of course, just everything sort of went wrong from there. His senior season went wrong completely uh it it almost couldn't have been worse unless he suffered a catastrophic injury but even a catastrophic injury you have an excuse there is science behind repairing an acl ligament and there's a timetable and it's something that is becoming really clear and nfl teams know what that means uh for the guy in terms of recovery time uh return to form potential prognosis for being a productive NFL player, which is the only thing NFL teams care about. Uh, With something like that, you know, it's explainable. With this, you know, a weird ankle injury that wasn't uh, discussed much. He didn't come back. There were not conflicting reports, but some, even I think D'Antonio, like sort of kind of hinted at things at time, like maybe he should be back already, but he wasn't comfortable back. It sort of reminded me, of that Kawhi Leonard San Antonio Spurs saga, which was much more publicized, where uh, the Spurs were like, yeah, he's good. He's just not good, <laughs> right? He's good physically. He's not comfortable mentally. He's not comfortable. He doesn't feel comfortable physically. And that stuff uh, becomes really tough to sort of parse out uh, because you never know. And with LJ, you know, he's a, he was an unpaid college player thinking about his future at times, right? Nick Bosa, the number two player in the draft, could have played college football after he got hurt last season, but he got hurt 
and decided he was leaving the team and focusing on training for the draft. He didn't have a season-ending injury. He decided that he was ending his season because he needed to protect the investment in himself, the money that was coming, the huge signing bonus, and the huge contract guaranteed when you're the number two overall pick. And so that stuff sort of plays into it as well. You know, did LJ sort of turn people off uh, in terms of coaches and things like that, teammates even maybe, who knows? Teammates generally have each other ba- other each other's back. But was it a situation where he was healthy enough to play but just didn't want to, wasn't comfortable on the ankle? And, and these are things we don't know because they weren't well-reported, but it's something that would help explain it, right? I'm, I'm not trying to not recklessly speculate. Um, I'm just trying to provide sort of an example that would fit all the puzzle pieces together here of how did we end up in a place uh, where LJ Scott is in the scenario and, you know, if a coach, uh, not that he's going to badmouth players, but like coaches, assistant coaches, different people, different personnel in every single program are talking to NFL scouts and NFL executives and there's relationships and connections all over the place. That's how they get information on these guys in terms of character, uh, how much they love football, if it's a good fit for their program and things like that. And so... If there was something like that, you know, that could certainly be something that explains it. And again, it was just, it was a weird scenario. There's just a lot of, a a lack of information coming out uh, from both sides regarding that injury he had this season. And so you wonder if that was something that uh, soured uh, LJ Scott to people, uh, you know, on the coaching staff or in the school that then relayed that message like, hey, you know, we weren't sure he was healthy enough to play, but he didn't play. And I'm sure an NFL team hearing something like that would imme- immediately be like, yeah, that's not a guy for us, right? It's sort of that sort of mentality, that sort of mindset doesn't exactly fly in football if you're a late uh, fringe prospect. Now, if you're the second overall pick like Nick Bosa, you can get away with stuff like that. But again, I'm not saying you know, that stuff happened. It's just something that would make sense given this scenario. Uh, All right, let's break right here. I want to continue with LJ Scott a little bit more after the break. I kind of thought we would uh, end up going a little bit long there, but there's some other stuff I do want to uh, address real quick as it uh, relates to that. You can get Locked On Spartans on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked On Spartans. All right, welcome back to segment two of today's Lockdown Spartans. I want to continue with this LJ Scott stuff because, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a fascinating, interesting thing. And I want to talk about it from the perspective of like looking at mental health and how it relates to expectations and careers and, and things like that, especially in the NFL with concussions and things like that. It's become certainly much more prevalent. It's something that people consider. I know I do this all the time, and I, I would think some of you listening to this maybe do the same thing. When you hear a scenario, whether let's just take an NFL guy, um, you know, X, it doesn't matter who it is, but there have been a number of them over the years, and you see some weird scenario, weird story come out where this player uh, got arrested because he punched out a window and was screaming at police uh, or screaming at people, like you know stuff like that. This guy uh, is, has stepped away from the team because you know whatever reason. Like we're just hearing different things come out that are sort of weirder stories uh, that include strange behavior. I say weird because the behavior is weird, not because like the people are weird or anything like that. But it's just odd behavior that you don't expect and. 
with the CTE and the concussions and how much we are still continuing to learn about the impact of, you know, repeat head trauma to football players and what that might do to them mentally. Um, certainly we know that dead players, players who have died, uh, once their brains are studied, a CTE is found in a large number of them, but they you know, the science hasn't moved far enough to where we know exactly if they're suffering from this stuff, a degenerative brain disease during uh, their playing career, if high, you know, high school and college is enough to do it, if just high school is enough to do it, we just don't know. But certainly we're seeing uh, more, not more strange behavior, but we're seeing a lot of strange behavior. And then the first thing people I think are jumping to, and I do this, is is it something related to head injuries? Is it something related to uh, a CTE type thing, a degenerative brain disease that's impacting his mental health? Uh, and I think that all the time with NFL players, when I hear uh, like Denel Hunter had the stuff going on last year, and that's what I immediately jumped to. And you know, anytime I hear of an NFL player struggling with mental health, uh, kind of seemingly out of nowhere and acting differently uh, than they normally do, that's sort of what I think. Um, my mind jumps to that in the same way that my mind jumps to you know, you used to see a big hit in football, and you're like, yeah, awesome. And now I see a big hit in football, and I'm like, ooh. Uh, I don't know. And so that's something that, and I don't know if this is the case. Again, I'm 100% not saying this is the case with LJ Scott, but that's just where my mind jumped to is that I worried that, you know, he's not uh, right mentally, that something's up there. And I wonder if, you know, football played a role in it. I talked a little bit about in the first segment how he's just got to be in a not great place in terms of self-confidence and things like that because of how this whole draft scenario played out and how it came in so far under his expectations and oftentimes uh, with mental health. And I can speak to this as someone uh, with experience in the field and things like that, um, you know, creating unrealistic expectations and uh, internal pressures and things like that. And then coming up short uh, really can blind a person to, uh, a, their accomplishments, B, like the good things they have in life. Uh, and then, you know, on the other hand, makes it really hard to, um, you know, be optimistic, be happy, be uh, productive and wanting to continue forward, continue working and continue being like a, an effective, happy member of society. And so I could totally see how LJ Scott, if, if like this all stuff is playing out uh, in his life professionally, just you know, a disastrous first couple of weeks uh, as a professional football player, you know, the embarrassment, I would say it's very easy to see how he could end up being embarrassed by not trying or not signing a deal right out of the, the draft, you know, how he ended up at a rookie camp at a place where he should not have been. There's no reason in terms of production traits, things like that experience, like LJ Scott shouldn't have been in that place. And so you, you know, you take that into account, you know, he's not signing with a team. Teams aren't interested in him. He has to wait a couple of weeks to finally sign a deal. I could see how this just isn't what he wanted and he wasn't happy. And then he goes to practice and it's OTAs, it's voluntary OTAs. And maybe it's not, uh, you know, maybe he's not in a great headspace or anything like that. And it's just, you know, at that point, uh, it would be really, I think, beneficial, productive, like a mindset, we'll say, uh, of being like, you know what? That was a terrible two weeks, but I'm on a team now. A team has signed me. I've got a deal. I'm in the NFL, and now I'm going to work my butt off and, and get through this and become a great football player. 
um, that's maybe the the best mindset, I guess, if you were just going <laughs> to pick one to, to go into that situation with. But I think it would be super easy and understandable for him to not have that mindset. I think it'd be super understandable if he had a mindset that was almost the polar opposite of that and he just wasn't feeling it. He just, you know, he goes through the practices and he's like, this is stupid. I'm not like he's, you know, I'm not good at football. I couldn't even get drafted. I couldn't even get a freaking deal right after the draft. I had to go to a rookie tryout camp. You know, you don't understand this sort of stuff and how you kind of mentally play tricks on yourself until you sort of go through it and you don't even realize it in the moment. But it's very easy. Like your brain is a terrible psychologist. Your brain's a terrible psychiatrist. Um, It's hardwired to sort of protect you right in different ways and LJ Scott could have been you know his brain could have been trying to protect him from getting cut getting embarrassed not having good football experiences by getting him away from football Uh, that's a very easy jump for me to sort of see him making Um, and again not that I know that this is the case but you know two weeks ago he was 100% locked into football um, not you know, he didn't get drafted. He said, I'm from Youngstown. I'm used to coming up through the mud. I'm going to fight and I'm going to make everyone regret passing on me. And then two weeks later, he's done with football. Like that is an incredible shift in mindset. And it's something that, you know, concerns me. And it's not something that just happens because, you know, what? I changed my mind. Like he was on the precipice of his dreams, his football career, everything he's been working for. And then for whatever reason, he just found it unsatisfying, didn't want to go through the process of it and was burnt out by it. And that happens all the time with people uh, across every single career field in the country. It's, it's a very common thing and you don't even realize it's happening until it's happened. Um, and so I just, I hope that that's not what's going on. I hope that he's okay mentally. I hope that this is just, you know, a little rough patch for him. I hope it's something that he's, uh, reportedly mulling over his future. And I hope he, whatever conclusion he comes to, I hope he comes to one that is going to ultimately bring him happiness. If he decides that he can't be happy playing football, then I hope he doesn't play football. And I hope he's at peace with that. Um, but it just, it seems like honestly that he's still somewhere in there just based on the different comments and things like that, that he still wants to be a professional football player and that he's just going through a little rough period right now. And I hope if that's the case, he's able to, you know, figure that stuff out, get help if he needs help, uh, and get to a point where he's healthy, happy, uh, and can continue his professional football career. Cause I, I still think there's a chance LJ Scott can play in the NFL, uh, I think he's still good enough and he hasn't, you know, it's been two weeks of his professional career. It's not anything, a death knell on his career or anything like that. Uh, not the final nail in the coffin of his career. He's still got plenty of football left in his legs. And I just, I hope whatever he needs to do to figure out to get into a good mind space, to get to a place where he is confident and you know, again, happy and in pursuit of whatever he dream, his dreams may be, whatever those are, I hope he can get to that place. And again, I still think it's most likely that he still wants to somewhere in there play football and be a great NFL running back. And I hope he can just get to that place mentally where he is at peace with whatever decision he comes to, whether that's leaving football or continuing to play football. But it's tough. And I hope that you know, if you're listening to me right now, or reading about the story or, or anything like that, or having opinions on the, on the story, 
uh, I hope you just try to sort of find empathy with him. Uh, listen to sort of what I said just about how, you know, disappointment and expectations and different things can sort of set you up to uh, get you into a really bad headspace. And I, you know, I hope that people aren't sort of critical of him for leaving school or, you know, calling him an idiot or, or a failure or anything like that. Um, you know, this to me, again, as someone with experience in the area, uh, just sort of seems like something is going on between his ears that is not 100% right. Uh, and, and that sort of stuff is, it's the same as like a broken leg. It's, it's a health thing. It's a medical thing that needs to be addressed by uh, medical care team, doctors, therapists, whatever it may be, whatever treatment may be necessary. That's just what it seems like to me. And I hope just, you know, the, the drastic shift and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make everyone regret passing on me. I'm from Youngstown. I'm coming up. I'm used to going through the mud to now two weeks later, not wanting to play football anymore. Just makes me, uh, you know, makes me worry and makes me hope just that, uh, whatever he needs to do to find happiness that, uh, he can do it. All right. That is it for segment two. When we get back, I want to talk about what I've got planned for uh, the summer in regards to you, the listener participating in the show. Remember to get the show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Spartans in the new Himalaya podcast app and an ever-expanding podcast world. You need Himalaya with our personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked On Spartans. All right. Welcome back to segment three of today's Locked On Spartans. Let's talk about some stuff that I've got planned. So uh, I've been talking to you guys about just how trying to figure things out this summer, how, you know, things are different. It's the first summer without, or with the the, the network, we're trying to figure out how to fill time and different things. And it, it, what it does is, yeah, there's going to be less shows, there's less news and things like that. And we'll find ways to fill time, but it allows me the opportunity to do more creative type things, take different chances and, you know, stuff like that to sort of see if anything can stick that we can incorporate into the show uh, in the fall and winter and spring. Uh, because, you know, realistically, this show, the, the show Locked on Spartans and all the Locked on College shows really are going through the fall, through the winter and, and into the spring. Right. College football and college basketball season are what drive this show. It's what drives the listenership. And those are the shows like. When those are going on, it's the show. When when college football and college basketball aren't going on, it's more playtime. It's more, what can we do? Uh, let's take some hacks. Let's see if anything interesting happens here. And so that's sort of the mindset I'm kind of taking into this. Yeah, we're going to do some stuff that's pretty straightforward and informative and kind of not boring, but um, not chance-taking. It's within the box of something you would expect. And that includes the position breakdowns and, and things like that. Um, you know, that's sort of common uh, summer filler, uh, ranking the best coaches in the country, ranking the best programs in the country. It's, it's sort of straightforward, typical common filler. And so there's going to be some of that, sure. But I also want to do stuff that is a little bit different. And that is going to include you guys, the viewers. And I'm ter- currently brainstorming this right now, but I'm trying to think of a way to incorporate you, the listeners, bring you on the show to actually, excuse me, as I burp into the microphone. <laughs> not, I'm not adding that up. I want to find ways to incorporate listeners to the show into actually participating in the show. And that could mean, you know, recording segments with me, doing entire shows with me, uh, doing different things, participating uh, in different ways than just you text me or you send in an email and ask a question, things like that. Because that's very much creating the hierarchy of me above you. Like, oh, Will, great knower of things. Please answer my question, which... 
Uh, I don't always love that sort of uh, thing. I want to keep it much more even between us. Like, we're all the same in here. I'm not an expert uh, that know. Well, I know a lot about Michigan State sports, but I'm not some all-knowing thing who is infallible and knows everything and is is perfect. So I don't love that dynamic uh, a ton. I definitely do like when people take sending questions. I would prefer sillier, more fun questions than the straightforward ones, but I do like getting the straightforward ones as well. So what I want to do is find a way to get you guys more involved in the show and you know in the coming weeks i'm gonna have a better plan for that it's currently mid-may i'm hoping by the beginning of june we can start something like this currently kicking around this idea of you know uh, the tara and sarah show which tara stafford and sarah uh oh god what's sarah's last name i only know her on twitter uh at S gender on Twitter. A lot of you guys probably follow her. She's got about 1500 followers, really good uh, MSU Twitter followers. Those two, I'm considering like having them on every other week or something like that, just doing a show with them as an example. So uh, I, you know, that's just one thing I'd like to maybe bring a random listener on who just wants to come chop it up and talk about whatever random topics you want to bring and things like that. Almost like giving you guys uh, just a, a chance to get your voices out there as well, because I've always said this is not just my show, it's our show. And I want it to be, you know, the sort of motto is by Spartans for Spartans. And right now it's been by Spartan for Spartans. And I want to add a plural S on that first Spartan uh, to make it a Spartans. And so that's kind of what I want to do here throughout the summer. And, you know, if you have a weird, wacky idea, send it my way. Um, if you want to come on for a segment and have a funny idea for a segment, if you want to try to be a recurring guest or something like that uh, in the fall and, and think, you know, I've got this segment idea. Uh, someone suggested me there's someone uh, who I didn't even know was a, a, a person on Twitter, didn't know there was this section of MSU Twitter. And I'm pulling up her name right now. Megan Adele. Um, does poetry, does MSU poetry. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a person. So I just found that out. And I want to see if I can bring her on at different times to do like an MSU poetry type segment. Um, So just things like that. I want to definitely give you guys opportunities. I've had people reach out to me of different things, wanting to come onto the show and do different stuff. And so feel free to do that at will underscore underscore hunter, one L two underscores on Twitter at on Spartans, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. You can call me and leave a voicemail 810-666-1031. But again, just look out for listen for in the coming weeks. Uh, I'll have more information, but if you want to suggest different segments or different ways you think would be funny or fun or interesting for you guys to join the show, uh, you know, send it my way and just logistically, it'll be really uh, easy in terms of like one-time appearances and things like that. We'll figure out what is the best way for you to join the show, whether it's calling in or we set up a conference or, or something like that. So Definitely want to get that stuff going. I'm looking forward to getting that moving uh, throughout the summer months here. All right. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We will be back Monday with another episode of Locked on Spartans. Reminder, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday is our typical schedule moving forward here uh, in these summer months. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done that already. We'll be back Monday. And I think now, hopefully, we'll see what news uh, dictates we talk about, but on Monday, the plan is right now to talk about uh, the Nick Ward stuff and his professional prospects future moving, uh, moving forward. I've got some stuff that's going to be coming for uh, Spartans Wire 
uh, at the USA Today that I write for uh, just in terms of professional prospects for Nick Ward, Matt McQuaid, and Kenny Goins. So we'll do that starting next week as long as the news dictates, as long as another, you know, John Beeline doesn't leave Michigan again or Tom Izzo doesn't retire or something crazy unforeseen like that. So we'll be back Monday with another week of Locked on Spartans. Until then, go green.